This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. Where it's a freaking Monday and it's too soon to tell if perhaps this is a historic day. Yes, Porg. Mar-a-Lago was... Rated is a strong word because rated isn't exactly what happened. Trump says he was rated. But Trump isn't exactly the most reliable source. (laughs) Porg, Meat Cakes, Warlord, what is up? The FBI did indeed execute a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago this evening that is breaking news within the last hour. It was not what you would traditionally think of as a raid. That's why I want to be careful calling it a raid. However, Trump has referred to it as a raid. A search warrant was executed at Mar-a-Lago. It had to do with the records... Uh, um... Investigation ongoing at the Justice Department. Trump's failure to comply with the Presidential Records Act. So that is why the FBI was at Mar-a-Lago earlier today. This is a very Trump-heavy show. There's a lot of Trump news going on tonight. It was Trump-heavy before I looked at the news 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago, and saw, oh, shit. Trump said he got raided and then followed up with, oh, 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 the FBI executed a search warrant. I I was, as I was explaining it to the housemate, I didn't want to say that he got raided because I know how Trump is. FBI coming, knocking on your door and asking you to turn over some documents is a little different than them coming in, guns drawn and, and throwing you on the ground. And that, that did not happen. I Borg, they've been saying that shit. I mean, that's the whole position of the Boogaloo Boys that's been going on since like 2016, 2017. Uh, the accelerationist view that they're going to, to plunge us into a civil war. So I did the whole show last night and I didn't have the Justin Freaking up in the top right hand corner. I didn't even notice. I don't know what made me notice tonight. What else are we talking about? Books. Books are coming out. I hate I hate to promote people's books that they've sat on information. Just little little titillating pieces of information like the Maggie Haberman pictures that may or may not be the documents that Trump flushed down the toilet that uh, will apparently come out in her book that is being released. I don't know if it's the same book, but we're going to talk about uh, General Milley and General Milley's response. A national security expert is apparently really worried about the generals undermining Trump. Even though Trump was a madman, 
This is national security. And I don't even know where I stand. Yeah, they're like, sure, they violated the chain of command, but in favor of democracy, I'm okay when you violate the chain of command in favor of democracy and justice. I don't know. I don't know. We're going we're gonna to get the full story on that. Giuliani says he has a medical issue that has prevented him from traveling to Georgia. Paul Manafort has given his first interview post-prison, apparently, to MSNBC or NBC. We're going to hear from Paul Manafort. The ride is focused on the expansion of the IRS. A Utah company is in trouble for replacing Made in China labels on their products with Made in the USA. I'm going to assume they were probably a right-wing company. Just taking a wild guess? Maybe not. Gabby Petito's family has filed a lawsuit against the cops. You know me, I wouldn't normally be talking about um, about that story much anymore, but like, filing a lawsuit against the cops, they probably deserve it. Plus, Hershey's company says that there is going to be a shortage this uh, Halloween of candy. Halloween candy shortage coming your way. Plus so much more here on the Troll Patrol live. And you know I'm not high enough for this shit. Uh Sir <laughs> Server McGritty. I don't I don't I don't know the reason why. I would assume it's production shortages, much like everything else. And uh, unfortunately that's that's the like the last story on my list tonight. Let's uh, let's go over to the live shot, actually, uh, from CBS News. The day and that they left with very little related to the Presidential uh, Records Act. And uh, if if you aren't already familiar uh, with that, it establishes that presidential records automatically transfer to the legal custody of the archivist as soon as the president leaves office. I'm going to bring in now CBS News congressional correspondent Nicole Killian, as well as uh, our other congressional correspondent Scott McFarland. They're both joining us from Washington. Nicole, actually, let me let me recap for everybody uh, who hasn't been here. Let me read the actual story. Trump uh, had an search warrant executed on Mar-a-Lago earlier today. Former President Trump in a statement Monday said his Mar-a-Lago resort had been raided by FBI agents. The former president, who is in New York City, according to a source with knowledge of his location, is tied up in several legal legal matters, among them the Justice Department's investigation into efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. This was not related to January 6th or the Georgia investigation. This was related to the uh, Presidential Records Act and his violation where apparently left the White House and just took all the records with him to Mar-a-Lago, which is totally illegal. I don't... Why are they just now getting around to it? Apparently, Joe Biden knew nothing about it, was not briefed about this by the FBI, and Trump was not president at Mar-a-Lago when it happened. So now we'll we'll get the live coverage from CBS News. I've caught you guys up. 
with what is going on. Of the Justice Department, she goes on to say that they have been after President Trump as a candidate, as president, and now as a former president. Using the criminal justice system in this manner is un-American. So, in essence, we're kind of seeing the uh, spin machine here in terms of a Republican response. And yes, rich people facing consequences is pretty un-American historically. Uh, which is a line that we have heard through our reporting through Finn Gomez, who you just talked to as well. I'm not uh, high enough for this shit. Former president's uh, aides and advisors who uh, do uh, believe... RB, welcome! And ridiculous, uh, as one aide told Finn. So, uh, look, you know, I'm sure we will continue to see a reaction uh, along these lines. I did reach out to, uh, for instance, the Republican uh, National Committee to see if maybe they have comment. And now that we are starting to see some of this political uh, reaction come out from some of the presidents. That- I tried to get on Truth Social and you can't do it on a desktop. You have to do it on your phone. Of Congress are saying about this as well. Like, I'm scared. I don't want to. Uh, I have protections for you to be able to take my data from me on my desktop. I'm way less protected on my phone. This probe appears to be related to missing documents uh, and, and dealing with this uh, case involving the National Archives. But uh, because we do know uh, that the former president has been under investigation for matters uh, related to January 6th, uh, I think it's also worth noting in terms of congressional reaction uh, that uh, the January 6th Select Committee. Uh, that has been investigating because I want to be able to tell you guys what he's saying in situations like this. Intend to comment uh, on this matter, although certainly we do know that they have put uh, the former president uh, front and center uh, in their probe in terms of alleging that they believe that he is culpable uh, for uh, the events uh, of that deadly day. Uh, so that being said, you know that just kind of gives you a snapshot of some of the uh, political reaction that we are starting to see not only from some members of Congress, but also uh, in the broader political sphere. In ter- what we may do here is do the news rundown and then come back to this in about an hour. Reaction from those allies. See if we have new information. Well, not a surprise necessarily. Uh, Scott McFarland, I want to bring you into this conversation because we have learned that this is related uh, to those missing documents. You have actually been discussing this ongoing investigation uh, or, or rather the the question of documents and uh, archives with the very people who are responsible for archiving them. What more can you tell us? Is this is this the actual day that Nixon announced his resignation? The tweet Warlord sent me said that uh, this coincides with the date that Nixon announced his resignation. I'm not sure that that's true. That were later found in Mar-a-Lago. Some of them ripped to pieces, according to the archives, by hand and then reconstituted. We know the National Archives wanted a Justice Department investigation. We Nixon's resignation happened on August 8th, getting cooperation. 1974, which is indeed... In his statement tonight, former President Trump says this... The date. His ...property happened despite his cooperation with investigators. Again, that aligns with the National Archives. We also know a congressional committee has been investigating these missing records, too. Not the January... It does It does indeed have a certain uh, poeticness to it. Poetic nature to it. Is that the right word? What, what am I looking for? If you cover enough congressional committees, if you cover enough Justice Department investigations, you recognize pretty quickly 
Investigations don't always end near where they started. If this is what launched an investigation today, there's no predetermined endpoint for this probe. No sense of where it goes. The Justice Department says repeatedly, it will follow facts wherever they lead when they launch an investigation. The January 6th Select Committee also said it would follow the facts wherever they lead, and we're watching that investigation play out publicly. I, I still... I still hesitate to say that, you know, this is a historic day that we're going to remember where we were sitting at this day. About Donald Trump. The Justice Department won't comment on this investigation. We reached out to the Justice Department. So RB is confirming that the Utah company I teased that I guessed was a right-wing company was indeed making merch for for Trump. Because the National Or to prey on, on Trump followers. Neither commenting. Right now the search warrant... Sky comment! I'm sorry, this is this is a wild night here going on. Welcome. I love your face. What happened in this search and the scope of it is coming from the former president himself, and I'll repeat this point because it's worth repeating. He's not an unbiased party or an unbiased observer, Lana. Yeah. And Scott, you make you make a, you made from the very onset of this a very important point, which is that there were multiple investigations, and that we did not know. This, this is all we've done thus far. We've been we've been watching the live hit from CBS News, the FBI. Raid is a strong word. They executed a search warrant. These different investigations into the former president and other investigations that are in some way related to the former president, even if this has nothing to do with January sixth or the Georgia investigation. Information sharing. How much is on behalf of the National Archives and their investigation into Trump's failure to comply with the Presidential Records Act? Yes, this is live. We are currently live. Asking for them to share information, to share some of the depositions. We got news about an hour ago now. About an hour ago is when we found out that the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago or executed a search warrant is the more apt terminology for phrasing. So Phrasing! Information sharing. But let's just go over the list of investigations that have some nexus to the former president. In New York City, about taxes, about nonprofits and taxes connected to the former president. In Georgia, to alleged efforts to overturn the election results or challenge the election results in the state of Georgia in the 2020 presidential election. In Washington, D.C., this unprecedented. But, but, but her emails. U.S. Capitol attack. The January. You're not that. You're not that far behind, RB. And honestly, but you're not going to hear me until you catch up to me. Uh, yeah, honestly, you could just you could come back up. We're not. You're, you're not going to get any. If you haven't missed anything, you haven't missed anything. Just come up. Come up live to us. Manage and know where investigations end because they're not publicly announced by the Justice Department, nor are they described by the Justice Department. Poetic justice, put it in a song, all right. Some type of civil or criminal filing against somebody involved. Somebody, in this case, involved. Dustin, welcome. Yes, I just, I just rapped Kendrick Lamar horribly. We've heard several references to parallels with Watergate. This it is, it is, it has to do with the investigation into his failure to comply with the Presidential Records Act. The National Archive is the one that uh, is investigating him for not turning over all his presidential records. We're even going to get into that. That's part of what's wild about this. What's wild about this raid is already before. 
before this happened tonight, my notes were almost exclusively Donald Trump and shit in Donald Trump orbit. That's just kind of what the news was today. But then this happened. And this kind of plays right into the stories that we're going to be... It's, it's so wild. It's serendipitous almost. It's going to play right into the stories that we're going to cover. And that's why I think we're going to go ahead and we're going to do the news, which runs parallel to this. And then we're going to come back and see if we get any new revelations here in like an hour with the live news hit at CBS. What do you, what do you guys think about that? So starting off tonight and you missed your, you missed your meme for the day and I didn't even go over it. Uh, the, the man who murdered Armand Aubrey fears he will be killed in prison. Travis McMichael wants to remain in federal custody as he's received threats that inmates are waiting for him. Now, I'm not up on my I'm not up on my Marvel, but this is Loki, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong on that. And that is the Loki meme going, yes, very sad. Anyway, No, that's Captain. That's Captain America. No, you're lying to me. That's not Captain America. Fuck you. I know enough to know that's not Captain America. Happy Trump Raid Day, Drake. GOP wants prison reform now. Well, I mean, I mean, wasn't that what this was all about? What was it? Oh, by the way, here's his tweet. Here's his tweet. At CPAC, this is Brandon Straka commenting on the jail cell art project he did at CPAC. At CPAC, I sat silently in a cell as a performance art piece to provoke a resistance. <laughs> Virgin! Virgin! At CPAC, I sat silently in a cell as a performance art piece to provoke a reaction about political division, human rights abuses, and more. Right now, the left-wing media is actively trying to use this art piece to have me further prosecuted. (laughs) I don't know, did he mean prosecuted or persecuted? What did he mean? What did he mean? The left now supports criminalizing art. I guess he meant prosecuted if he said criminalizing. Just to extrapolate from what he said. But I mean, am I really the... You're the one that put yourself behind bars, motherfucker. The Trump whirlpool of poop. That's exactly what we got going on tonight. I got to, uh, I, I, my dumb ass left CBS, uh, on, so we, we, we gotta, we gotta turn CBS off so we can go and do the rest of the news here. Let's talk about Trump documentation. Cause that's what the raid was over. For those of you who are just joining us, the FBI executed a search warrant on Mar-a-Lago earlier this evening We've known about it for about an hour, hour and a half. 
we as in the general public, they should criminalize right-wing art and it is so bad. That is exactly right. Fucking Porg, I am down with that proposal. Uh, Trump tried to flush documents down the White House toilet. New photos show. Photos were obtained for upcoming book on workings of Trump presidency. Images obtained for an upcoming book on the Trump presidency appear to show torn documents floating in toilets, backing up reports that Donald Trump tried to destroy presidential paperwork by flushing it away. Remember, the raid at Mar-a-Lago has to do with the preservation of presidential records. The photos shared by New York Times journalist Maggie Haberman and published by Axios show torn fragments of handwritten documents floating in two separate toilets. One in the White House and the other is in an unspecified location visited by Mr. Trump on an overseas trip. If proven to show what Ms. Haberman's sources claim, the photos would provide further evidence that Mr. Trump destroyed or attempted to destroy presidential records that he may have been legally required to preserve. And that is exactly why they are... This was already... My top story tonight on my notes, and this is exactly why they are raiding. They are raiding Mar-a-Lago currently, or have raided Mar-a-Lago in the last few hours. If alongside tales of the president clogging the White House toilets with paperwork, previous reports have included stories that Mr. Trump would habitually tear up paperwork after meetings, leaving the fragments for aides to tape back together so they could be sent to the National Archives as mandated by the Presidential Records Act. Uh, here are your photos. Here are your photos. Trump's tell-tell toilet, Axios titled it. Core, what is going on? Big, massive dumps. Make him bigger here? Apparently not, but there you go. There's your, there's your toilet photos that purportedly... Show Trump tearing up documents and throwing them in the toilet. This is of all the things he fucking did. This is this is the the most mundane. And this this may be what they actually get him on. Holy shit! I still I still think it is too ter- too early to tell if like this is a historic day. If I'm talking to you guys. And, and and what happened today has severe consequences. Trump can't even criminal right. I see Rogers. What, the crime president did crimes? Holy shit, indeed. Remember our toilet scoop. Oh my god, Axios. In Axios AM earlier this year, Maggie Haberman's forthcoming book about former President Trump will report that White House residents staff periodically found wads of paper clogging a toilet and believed the former president, a notorious destroyer of Oval Office documents, was the flusher. 
If he gets arrested, I'm still going to shave my head. If Trump, for those of you who are not aware, I've made the promise that if Trump gets arrested, I'm going to shave my head. We'll see bald Justin. I stand by it. Totally worth it. Destroying records that should be preserved is potentially, potentially illegal. Trump denied it and called Haberman, whose New York Times coverage he follows compulsively, a maggot. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Well, I mean, like, I don't have to do much to the top to make myself go bald, you know. The sides are all I have to shave off. <laughs> oh, shit. I pretty, I've pretty much got a Hulk Hogan going on right now, but kind of, kind of a Hulk Hogan in like 86, 87. Still got a little bit I can comb over. Okay, this is ahead of her October 4th publication of her book, Confidence Man, The Making of Donald Trump and the Breaking of America. I hate to give you an ad for Maggie Haberman's book. And I think that's what the next fucking story we're going to do is about Trump and the generals. We're getting a new inside look at what life was like for the generals. I am... I am always skeptical of news stories that one are are planted ads for books and that's exactly what this is that's exactly what the story was that we got from axios they withheld information from us just so that they could sell it to us as a book that was a promotional tool that we just saw this is a promotional tool that we just saw i don't fucking like it but also, I find this story interesting, and it's gonna it's going to dovetail into our next story. Who took their orders from President Trump? In our first look of a new book written by Susan Glasser and Peter Baker, the authors describe Joint Chief, uh, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, talking to the president before taking the job, and it reads: Milley assured him, "Mr. President, you're going to be making the decisions. All I can guarantee from me is I'm going to give you an honest answer." And I'm not going to talk about it on the front page of the Washington Post. I'll give you an honest answer on everything I can. And you are going to make the decisions. And as long as they're legal, I'll support it. As long as they're legal. They're legal is kind of the caveat there, isn't it? Even registered with Trump. Joining us now is Susan Glasser, CNN Global Affairs Analyst and staff writer at The New Yorker. She's the co-author of this book called... I said the same thing the CNN commentators said. Put me on fucking CNN, bitches. Come on. I dare you. And Susan, I really want to get to you speaking about your book, but I want to talk about what may be... Put me on CNN Plus and that'll that'll really get your ratings. That Mark Milley oh, did they, they shut that shit down, didn't they? So I'm just gonna it could have just been me 24-7. I would have took that job. It, it, this was drafted in June of 2020 after what happened in Washington outside the White House with the use of the military. And he said... We call it Troll Patrol Plus. ...great and irreparable harm to my country... I believe that you have made a concerted effort over time to politicize the United States military. I thought that I could change that. I've come to the realization that I can't. He goes on to say... I'm not high enough for this shit. ...to create fear in the minds of the people. The American people trust their military, and they trust us to protect them against all... 
For those of you who were just joining us, uh, Trump stated that he was raided by the FBI, but what really happened was the FBI executed a search warrant on Mar-a-Lago in regards to the Presidential Records Act and Trump's failed compliance with The National Archive has been investigating him for destroying records. We just saw pictures from a Maggie Haberman book that's coming out next month. Two months from now. It shows documents he threw in the toilet. And now we're hearing about Trump's conflicts with his top generals. All enemies, foreign and domestic, and our military will do just that. And he says, third, I swore an oath to the Constitution. And I'm not high enough for this shit. He says, all men and women are created equal. He says, it's obvious to me that you don't hold those values dear and the cause that I serve. And lastly, he said, it is my deeply held belief that you're ruining the international order, which was instituted in 1949. He says, you don't understand what the war was about. In fact, you subscribe to many of the principles that we fought against. But Susan, he never sent it. Well, that's right. It's really it's really powerful to hear. Uh, you know, we may have had a sense of uh, a conflict between Trump and, and many of the generals who worked with him. But to hear in their own words, their fear that the president of the United States was, in effect, a rogue president, that he was uh, not even a subscriber to many of the ideals of the Constitution. After Lafayette Square, that was a mistake. That was a big disaster in many ways for Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and the then Defense Secretary Mark Esper marching through Lafayette Lafayette Square. It gave the appearance of the military participating uh, in politics. He apologized for it, but he was agonized, according to our reporting, about whether or not to resign. He consulted with me. He should have resigned. He said, listen, we don't have a tradition of resignation in protest for our uniformed military and that it would actually be more important to remain in office. Remember, this is six months before January 6th. And so to read those words now, uh, when we know about the cataclysmic ending of the Trump presidency. But this was a through line we found in our reporting going all the way back to the beginning of the Trump presidency. Uh, the conflicts uh, with the generals, uh, current and former, began almost from, from day one of the Trump presidency because Trump was determined to challenge their conventions. At oh. one point, a senior general even told him that's what dictators do to something Trump wanted to do. I mean, that's a hell of a resignation letter. Again, Mark Milley didn't send it, but he lists out the things there. That was remarkable to me that he even thought about sending that. And I guess we can debate for generations about whether or not it would have had a bigger impact had he quit at the time. Susan, some other news from you in this book uh, with Peter Baker, your husband, uh, where Trump is is quoted as telling his generals, and I'll read this, you effing generals, why can't you be like the German generals? What? What? Generals, John Kelly asked, and then Trump said the German generals in World War II. That the fucking Nazis. Interesting and maybe disturbing to some people, but then it went on from there. A little bit of a history lesson, Susan. You know, John, I, it's breathtaking, honestly. You know, this is a confrontation, a conversation between the then White House Chief of Staff John Kelly and Donald Trump, and. You know, you almost can't believe it, but the president of the United States was 
unhappy because he felt that his generals, as he called them, the American generals, were not uh, as loyal as he perceived the Nazi generals under Hitler to be. He thought that was a better model for general. Now, John Kelly, as you said, schooled Trump and tried to say, well, wait a minute, Mr. President, you know, they weren't completely subservient. And actually, they tried to kill Hitler three times. And Trump, you know, interrupted him in this discussion and said, no, 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 that's not right. They were completely loyal. It's the, ooh, ooh, ooh. It, it is shocking. And the politicization of the military, which Milley talks about in his resignation letter that he never sent, right? The fact that the military is supposed to be apolitical is a hallmark of American society. And it's so interesting. You're describing in such detail, Susan, how the military itself preserved that as a civilian commander was fighting to bastardize that. You know, I think you put your finger on it, Brianna. This is like uh, there's no handbook. There's no guide in the Constitution for what to do when the president himself uh, is a national security threat. Put the finger right on the clip. You know, that civil military relations is almost a a religion for the most senior generals, as you know, in our our military. And I think this conflict, again, the through line, this did not start after the November 2020 election, right? There were these conflicts about the role in the military. Trump wanted to cloak himself in the power uh, and the photo ops and the, you know, what he perceived to be the strength of the military from day one of his presidency. And, you know, what I was struck by was the recurring theme of this. Uh, You know, there's a fight with the generals in the first summer of his presidency over a military parade. That was what I was mentioning about the the vice chair of uh, the... Oh, yeah, I remember him wanting that fucking military parade. Oh, Mr. President, we can't do the kind of parade you want. That's what dictators do right there in the Oval Office. And so it was a conflict from day one. What other juicy tidbits are going to be out in... (laughs) What other juicy tidbits? In the New Yorker, but what else do you got in there? This motherfucker. I I don't even know his name on CNN. This is significant. We felt that it was important to do a book. He's acting like he's with his girlfriends and they're at brunch. What other juicy tidbits you got? (laughs) Maybe they're getting their hair did. Oh, God. That's hilarious. But now... Here's an assessment of what happened with the generals. It takes a completely different approach. I'm interested to hear this. National security expert explains how new bombshell report reveals generals unlawfully conspired to disobey Trump. Do we have a video? I don't think we have a video. A national security expert said a new bombshell report on Donald Trump's relationship with his generals reveals an unlawful conspiracy to disobey the commander-in-chief. The new report by Peter Baker and Susan Glasser shows that U.S. military leadership believed the former president posed a national security threat and banded together to stop him from pursuing his most dangerous impulses. However, national security expert Doyle Hodges explained that such a da- uh, that was such a dangerous situation. 
The at New Yorker article about General Mark Milley, who is chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, is chilling, wrote Hodges, executive editor for the Texas National Security Review. Not for the description of Trump. We've heard that before because it describes the senior uniformed officer in the U.S. military working with cabinet and congressional power brokers to frustrate the president's policies. Now, I don't I don't really under like. I don't think fascism is a policy that uh, should be gone along with. Good evening, Cicero. Hodges agrees that Trump was the most harmful and dangerous president in U.S. history, but he said one aspect of that or harmfulness was the way his advisors and other officials took on unauthorized duties to minimize the damage. The legal structures surrounding the president's use of military power are extraordinarily sweeping, Hodges wrote. It's not clear at all that an attack inside Iran or calling active duty troops into the streets of the U.S. under the Insurrection Act would have been illegal under U.S. law. Poof. Military leaders profiled in the article seem to have believed any use of force they opposed was unlawful, and while those would likely have been immoral or unethical, Hodges said their legality was less clear and certainly not for uniformed military officers to decide. Politicians are chosen and held accountable by election impeachment and political pressure, he wrote. Generals are not. None of us are voted for, uh, none of us voted for Milley. So there are some decisions Millie can't make. Millie and then Defense Secretary Mark Esper may have believed they were doing the right thing, but they didn't have the authority to sidestep the President or Congress. It's fair to ask, isn't that better than the alternative, Hodges wrote? Maybe, but the lesson ought to be, don't elect unstable authoritarians who will surround themselves with buffoons. Not, it's okay, the military will keep anything bad from happening. Well, I totally agree with that sentiment. There's no way to change the minds of people who are hardcore Trumpers just because, like, it's it's, it's hard to get somebody to admit that they're wrong, you know? It's the lost cause fallacy, or the sunken sunken cost fallacy, that's it. Fuck my my fallacies up. Sad day that Olivia Olivia Newton-John died. My my housemate was uh, I don't want I don't want to say upset. That's not the right word. But um, I've seen Greece, but I've never seen it like the movie with Olivia Newton John and and John Travolta. I've seen the play like fifty goddamn million times. I kind of don't kind of don't want it because like fucking you know every school does the play my fucking like I there was a a really cool theater brought in professional actors and everything not far from where I lived I I was in a play one year and uh, they did Grease like twice in my lifetime I saw it Chrysanthemum! Will somebody shout out Chris for me, please? 
one of the awesome mods in the chat. If if you're not following Chris, you suck. You suck, and you need you need to be canceled. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. <laughs> I'm sorry I don't drop by more. I usually... Usually I end up in people's Twitch chats. It'll be later on in the evening. I'm usually packing a bowl and I'll be like, oh, let me, let me see what's going on. Put something on in the background and then I'll end up fucking being on Twitch for fucking hours and I'll surf around, say hi to people and shit. It's not the best musical Merkin. What is the best musical? What's your, what's your guys's vote for best musical? Fuck, what's my favorite musical? Blame is Blame is is an excellent choice. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what my favorite musical would be. Cause I feel I feel like if I say Book of Mormon, it's a cop out. I've seen Book of Mormon, and like, it I, it probably would have to be because the fucking I still to this day I play Hasadega Agawan or Abawan or whatever the fuck. I, I I play that song once every other week. Reefer Madness, the musical. My God. I'd watch that. I guess I have to say that since that's the... My favorite all-time song is probably like the... uh, The song from Rent, the 521,600 minutes. That's just a catchy fucking tune. It gets stuck in my head. There's a musical movie of Reaver Madness. I watched uh I watched Reaver Madness on stream one year for for 420. It might have been like the first anniversary of the the Troll Patrol. I didn't know they did Beetlejuice as a play. Ooh, did they do Blues Brothers as a play? That would be excellent cuz I fucking love the Blues Brothers movie. Beat him up, move him out, beat him up, move him out, Rawhide. <laughs> Rawhide was a pretty good show. <laughs> I 
my grandfather used to watch all the fucking old westerns, so I'm, I'm kind of familiar, you know, not really, but, you know, casually familiar with the, the old westerns. Rawhide was a good, if you're going to watch an old western, Rawhide is probably the one to watch. <laughs> maybe maybe you want a little banana. Bonanza is a well done show. There's a lot. Bonanza is one of those that's hard to get into because there's fucking there's so much of it. Like Doctor Who, Doctor. Like I I could never watch fucking Doctor Who. It's too intimidating. Where the fuck do I even start? I mean, I guess you could just pick like. You can't pick up in like just any season, but there's like multiple iterations. So like you can start with like a, a newer Doctor Doctor Who iteration or some shit. I guess I don't fucking know. It's intimidating though. Jesus Christ Superstar Godspell. I fucking I love both of those movies about Jesus. Both movies are excellent. I used to I used to sing Jesus Christ Superstar all the fucking time. Did Godspell in high school and uh we did a dress rehearsal before we actually did it for the school and they invited all the preachers in the area to come or I don't know. I don't know if it was all, couldn't have been all the preachers cause there's fucking five churches per square mile or some shit in Eastern Kentucky, but invited an array of preachers to come and watch the play and make sure that it wasn't offensive. And my friend Roderick, who was the lead actor, I don't, maybe I shouldn't have told, maybe I shouldn't have said his name. Maybe I shouldn't have said his name. But Roderick, <laughs> I'm sorry, Roderick. I don't, I'm surely you've told this story very, very often, I, I'm, I'm sure. So, when we put Jesus up on the cross, like, you know, we're, we're in these, you know, funky 70s outfits, whatever, pajama pants and shit. And he had, like, a Superman shirt on and, like, striped pajama pants. And for some fucking reason, he didn't wear boxers or underwear of any sort. And when we put Jesus up on the cross, Roderick's dick flopped out of his pajama pants in front of all the preachers and shit. For our dress rehearsal to make sure nothing was offensive about the play. I didn't see his dick flop down because, you know, I was one of the, I was one of the, the disciples. I was like carrying the motherfucker. Drama kids. I was a drama kid indeed, Chris. I was a drama kid. Ida, welcome. Good evening. Life of Brian. Life of Brian. Or uh, what's uh, what's the uh, what's the other one? Uh, Look to the sunny side of life is on. 
Is that history of the world? I watched, um, I think my, I think my, uh, my housemate was talking about hairspray. Meaning of life. Meaning of life. Yes. I watched Bob's Burgers movie over the weekend. And when they busted out into the first song, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I should have realized this would be a musical. <laughs> they they sing in like every fucking episode. I should have realized this would be a musical. Wasn't as good as that. Like, I don't know. I don't want to say it wasn't as good. Like it fucking... Oh, yeah. Oh, do you want to check back in on that? Operation reporter Camilo Montoyo Galvez joins me now. Camilo. Oh, they're not even they're not even talking about it anymore. I still had the yeah, see, live coverage, FBI executes the search warrants. For those of you who had just joined, I'm sorry, there, there there have been new people cycle in. The FBI executed a search warrant uh on behalf of the National Archives on Mar a Lago earlier this afternoon. This was in regards to Trump's failure to comply with the Presidential Records Act. We've also been we've also been covering Trump stories before I got completely off topic and I was packing a bowl and all that good shit. We were talking about the two books that reveal new information. I hate plugging books. I don't want you to go out and buy Maggie Haberman's fucking book. If you want to read it, pirate it. Because I think it's wrong of them to withhold information and then trickle it out as a promotional tool for their stupid-ass fucking book. Paul Manafort doesn't apologize in first in-depth interview since prison. I assume we're getting a Paul Manafort interview here, so... Hopefully, I hope they're not like teasing a interview. Let's see what we got. We're following this morning, former lobbyist and Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort is giving his first in-depth interview since serving time in prison. Manafort was convicted in 2018 on bank fraud and tax charges and sentenced to more than seven. Well, have they got have they got Manafort? Is he there in the studio? By then, President Trump in December of 2020, more than seven months after he was released from prison and put on home confinement, home confinement due to the covid-19 pandemic. Well, this morning, there are several bombshell revelations. Oh, oh it's it's a written interview. Insider, Namely, Manafort admitted for the first time that he's the one who funneled Trump campaign data to Russian oligarchs, not to swing the election to Trump, but to make money for himself. Joining us now is the journalist who conducted this exclusive interview with Paul Manafort, senior correspondent for Insider, Mattathias Schwartz. And Mattathias, it's good to have you on the show this morning. What else did you find? Mika fucked that up. I mean, I'm not one to talk about fucking up names. Regretful about what he did? Um, He did not express any specific regrets. Uh, it is very interesting that he has now admitted that he gave Kalimnik some polling data. He also implied that not all of that polling data was public polling data, as he said in the past. 
So his story. Mm. I don't know that I believe it. McGritty. I don't. I don't. I don't know that I believe it. He may be. You know. He also talked about uh, his relationship with the CIA. Uh, I was arrested for marijuana possession. It was a second offense, and it was a felony when I was 19. The the friend that I had with me in, in my truck was charged with paraphernalia, and he it was just a misdemeanor, and he pled guilty to it and got off with just, like, some, you know, public service. So when I had to go to my pretrial conference or pretrial hearing or whatever the fuck it was, um... I said, well, like, he's going to say everything was his because he's already pled guilty to it. And that's how I got off the hook for that charge. So, like, I feel like since Manafort has already been taken the fall, well, I did it because they can't charge him again. You can't charge double jeopardy. So if if he's being loyal to Trump, and he's like, oh, I did it. Boom. Everything on me. Because you can't charge me for it. I've already been to prison for it. He claimed that in the 1980s, uh, 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 he worked... But I might, be wrong. I might be wrong on that. Lobbying, uh, for example, in the Philippines and in Angola. Uh, he also... Uh, he's very adamant that he tried to move Yanukovych towards the West. Um, that was the one... He, Yanukovych was the president of Ukraine that... that that Manafort was working for, and that's the one point, uh, or one of the one of the few points where there was actually other people were telling me that too, including some former U.S. ambassadors to Ukraine. So, Mr. George, why did he decide to come clean with you now? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. Um, he he does have a memoir coming out. He may have thought about our interactions, part of getting the word out about his book. Um, at the same time, I think he does care what people outside of Trump world um, think about him. Uh, he has been a part of the Washington establishment uh, for decades. Uh, a lot of the crimes that he was convicted of, um, he was working closely with, for example, Gregory Craig, the former House counsel uh, on his Ukraine project. So a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of a lot of the things he was doing for Yankee. Yeah, fuck this dude and his breaking up Zoom interview. When he said Gregory Craig, I thought he. I thought he was talking about James Bond over here, but that's Daniel Craig, isn't it? Maybe I'm too high for this shit. Oh, meat cakes! Meat cakes! You activated no cursing! I didn't see it. Yeah, I know, it's Daniel Craig. He does does a pretty good job. Last one, uh... Last one, there's a little too much sex in it for But I don't think... No, actually, I take that back. I don't think I've seen the last one. I think they've came out with a new one since the since, since the last one I've seen. But like I've, I've seen, you know, Skyfall and then Spectre. I think there's like another one after that and I haven't seen that one yet. But yeah, all right. There was, a little, there was too much sex. There was just like gratuitous sex for no fucking reason. He's like, here, I met a woman, so I'm going to have sex with you. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 Yeah, you get one of those trucks. Yeah, meat cakes. I'm sorry. So when we come back from break, I'm going to do the, I'm going to do the no cursing that meat cakes cashed in on. We're gonna hear about Rudy Giuliani. 
who says he has a medical condition that's going to prevent him from traveling to Georgia. The Trump-endorsed AG candidate in, uh, is it Michigan? Yeah, Michigan. A candidate for Michigan Attorney General has been named in a probe. Surprise, surprise. Plus, we're going to talk about Gabby Petito and Hershey's. Hershey's company says that there's going to be a Halloween candy shortage. So, fun. I'm I'm trying to catch the commercials on Twitch before they play so nobody has to watch commercials. Like, you just, you watch, I mean, you have to watch my shit, but you don't get commercials during, like, a story you want to hear. I'm trying to be considerate, so we'll be back after this break on the Troll Patrol Live. I had a joke I was going to say, and I completely forgot. Like, I thought of a joke while I was, while I was taking a piss. And it has completely slipped my mind. I'm so sorry. I'm a failure. You guys wonder what's been going on with Rudy Giuliani? I wonder what's been going on with Rudy Giuliani. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? (laughs) The joke is on me. Rudy Giuliani says he can't make the trip to testify before a Georgia grand jury, but Fulton County prosecutors say they have receipts showing he's got no problem traveling. A week before Rudy Giuliani is set to appear, but I said it funny, didn't I? A week before Rudy Giuliani. Ray, what's going on? A week before Rudy Giuliani was set to appear before a grand jury in Georgia. That's a hard sentence. I'm sorry. A week before Rudy Giuliani was set to appear before a grand jury. Before a grand Giuliani. A week before Rudy Giuliani was set to appear before a grand jury in Georgia. His lawyers contacted local prosecutors to inform them that a recent medical procedure would prevent the former New York City mayor from flying to Atlanta, according to court records. But his request to delay the Tuesday grand jury appearance was met with little sympathy from the office of Fannie Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney investigating former President Donald Trump's efforts to flip his 2020 election loss in Georgia. Willis's office responded instead with receipts and a tweet from New Hampshire suggesting that Giuliani was, in fact, having no trouble traveling. In a court filing on Monday, local prosecutors in Georgia said they obtained records showing that Giuliani had purchased multiple airline tickets with cash, including tickets to Rome, Italy, Zurich, Switzerland, for flights between July 22nd and July 29th. Willis's office stopped short of stating that Giuliani took those flights. Oh, by the oh 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 oh, I forgot. I never activated the countdown. Meat cakes turned in the no profanity. Fucking like an hour ago. Shit. God damn it. For those of you who don't know how it works, I activate the ten minute timer. I have to go a ten minute period without cussing. If I cuss, it reactivates the timer. Usually takes me a while to get through it. (laughs) Because you know. 
And and we're we're starting fresh from scratch, even though I think the time that I was reading this story I have a hair in my eye. I think during the time I was reading this story, I did indeed not cuss because I was reading the story. But I, I, I won't even I won't count that in my ten minutes, though I should have. My dumb ass comes God damn it. It's been a fun little game. Every time every time we've played it, every time somebody's redeemed it, it's ended up being a barrel of laughs. Right wingers are fucking morons. God damn it. I don't, what, what am I lying about, Meat Case? Please specify what you're calling me out on. I want to, I want to know, <laughs> so I can correct myself, so I can correct my behavior. I don't want to feed lies to anybody. Also, like, okay, hey, 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 hey. I got accused of a lie today on the on the YouTube. Okay. I, why is the, why is the YouTube, why is it changing to a cat? That's cool. I like it. I like it a lot, but I don't, I don't know what it's for. I don't know. I don't know what the YouTube is, is doing me that for. God, it was a, it was a live stream. It was the one where AOC and Ilan Omar got arrested. Hold on. Why? Why? Why was this dude back this far trolling today? Why not some fresh content? Why the Troll Patrol live stream from July 11th? July 10th? I don't even see the date here, but it was, it was something like that. So we go to the comments here. We, we don't. We don't need my. We don't need my countdown. Oh, I didn't even see Wade Mitchell. I haven't, I haven't responded to Wade Mitchell over here. Hey, Smokey. Smokey. Here's Smokey, by the way. Cat that went missing for eight days. <coughs> was completely wild, and I had to use a, a live animal trap to get him. And then since then, he has pretty much not moved from the same spot. Bad Smokey, indeed. But this dude, arrested. You're literally fake news. Good job proving Trump right. This dude is trying to troll me here, and he's wrong. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Ah! Oh, you saw it. You all saw it. He had a gun. <laughs> I fucked the YouTube up pretty bad. <laughs> I just accepted that one. Trump endorsed Michigan AG candidate named in state election probe. 
If I do the news, maybe I won't fucking cut. Michigan's Attorney General is requesting a special prosecutor to investigate alleged election breaches concerning her Trump-endorsed challenger. I'm I'm good right now, right? I've reset it enough times. <laughs> <laughs> But do keep on to me. Let me know if I need to reset it. And I, 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 like if I wasn't paying attention to my own profane mouth. Michigan's Attorney General is requesting a special prosecutor to investigate alleged election breaches concerning her Trump-endorsed challenger, Matthew DePerno. Reuters first reported on Sunday. DePerno was previously accused of profiting off of 2020 election conspiracies by Republican state senators per Axios Detroit's Samuel Robinson. The request is part of a joint investigation by Attorney General Dana Nessel and Michigan State Police into a conspiracy to unlawfully obtain access to voting machines used in the 2020 general election, according to a petition for the appointment of a special prosecutor obtained by Politico. When the investigation began, there was not a conflict of interest. However, during the course of the investigation, facts were developed that DePerno was one of the prime investigators of the conspiracy, the petition states. The request was made to the Michigan Prosecuting Attorney's Coordinating Council, an autonomous entity within the State Department of Attorney General. DePerno's campaign tweeted late Sunday that the investigation was a political witch hunt. His campaign manager, Tyson Shepard, said in a statement on Sunday night that Nestle has a history of targeting and persecuting her political enemies. They all say the same fucking shit. God, God damn it! We'll be reset over and over and over again. Oh, especially because we got to talk about Amy Coney Barrett. I don't even know what Fox News is on about. I was kind of in a hurry putting this shit to you putting this shit. I was kind of in a hurry putting the show together earlier. Former college and alumni group at Rhodes College in Tennessee is trying to remove the Supreme Court justice from the school's Hall of Fame. All because she's... Good on them. Good on them. Jonathan Turley, George Washington University law professor and a Fox News contributor. Nice to see you, sir, on a Monday. Hello to you, just so our viewers know. Here's How'd she even get there? She's like 32. That Justice Amy Coney Barrett is one of the biggest current threats to our fundamental rights, the stability of our nation, and our democracy. I don't know what the school is going to do, but they've made their view quite clear. They did, and the petition is not just sacrimonious, uh, it's slanderous. It, 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 they cite the honor code of the school to make allegations that are clearly slanderous. false. They say that Justice Barrett, in her testimony, misled the Senate about her position on Roe v. Wade. Um, it's unbelievable to make that allegation. At the time, I wrote a column saying that Barrett gave one of the most frank and open discussions on Roe that I've seen of any contemporary justice. She rejected the notion that Roe was super precedent. She said she did not view Roe as inviolate. 
Um, so if, if anything, she was more open about her views than any of her predecessors or contemporaries. Mm. And so this petition just uh, it makes these allegations with no evidence at all, but then accuses her of being a threat to democracy. Yeah. And at some point, well, I mean, and civil voices have to take control of our debate. They they have to be heard. Uh, but unfortunately, it's these extreme voices that are heard. The majority of the people who watch the network you are speaking on currently voted for Donald Trump. And you're going to, to lecture us about extreme voices? Come the fuck on. I had done so good, but also we were just watching a video. More often. Yeah, but the school hasn't made a decision, right? At Rhodes College in Tennessee? No, I expect that the school will not yield to this particular okay. cancel campaign. At least I hope they won't. I mean, it's it, the cancel culture. Rhodes College as a whole should. It's, it's the cancel culture coming for you. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Be endlessly proud of. And you can disagree with the justice about her views, but she has written profoundly about her views of jurisprudence and her views are shared by millions including many of jurists yeah i got one more for you city university of new york you can take your ad populum argument and shove it sir she she was on the uh she was the youngest lawyer to serve on johnny depp's legal team and then they i mean they 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 scrubbed the profile of the graduate they they just they just dropped her i mean What explains that? Do you know what's extraordinary about that story is that this was a young lawyer who was a third year associate who made the achievement of a lifetime, became one of the lead counsels, one of the most famous cases of her generation. She's an immigrant that came to this country, went through this college, ultimately went to Fordham for a law degree and did extraordinarily well in one of the most difficult trials of the century. Any school should be proud of that record. And yet the school... It's a show trial. And got rid of this profile. Yeah, just two things here. Her name is Yerlin Mina. She's age 29. Obviously proud of the work she does. Good on Yerlin Mina. Domestic violence is a serious issue. We regret any pain this article may have caused. They're taking Amber Heard's side in that. And they dropped her profile from the school. Jonathan Turley, I, I got some breaking news. I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you for your Thanks, time Bill. today. They, 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 really, they really just uh, shoehorned that in there, didn't they? Cancel culture coming for... Ooh, ooh. This was like four hours ago. The breaking news might have been the Trump saying that he got raided. Mar-a-Lago. That's possibly what the breaking news was. But the right has been obsessed with uh, if you guys spend any time in spaces where right-wingers are talking, you've noticed they're talking about the IRS. The IRA, which I thought was weirdly named the Inflation Reduction Act that the Senate passed last night that we talked about last night on the Troll Patrol. It included an expansion of IRS agents. And that has been something all the right-wingers have been going on about all day today. I've seen it everywhere. Member of GOP leadership says IRS could bully the middle class 
and target conservatives if Manchin bill passes. So now I want I want to point out that the reason why the IRS doesn't go after rich people is because they don't have the resources to go after rich people. So I'm all about empowering the IRS, and supposedly that is what the bill that the Democrats passed was about, was enforcing the the tax code and using the IRS to actually shake down rich people and get them to pay their fair share. Oh, I'm sorry about poor doggy getting injured. That's sad. Mark, good morning to you. Ber- Bernie Sanders says it's a so-called inflation reduction bill. <laughs> he said it'll have a minimum impact, and he still voted for it. That's rich. Yeah, well, give Ber- give Bernie points for honesty. I mean, you know, the, the whole name, Inflation Reduction Act, is a lie. Uh, you know, ask, if, if you want to know whether this is a political winner for Democrats, just ask yourself, why did they call it the Inflation Reduction Act instead of the Climate Change Reduction Act? And it's simple because they know that while climate change is the number one issue for most of their their left wing activists, only one percent of Americans say that is the top priority. And the fact is, the bill does not reduce inflation. In fact, the Penn Wharton model says that in the short term, in the immediate term, uh, it'll actually cope and seethe indeed. And they are, and, you know, so if, if the Democrats went to the American people and say if they were proud of this, They'd be shouting climate change from the rooftops. They'd be mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, America, guess what we did? We hired eighty-seven thousand IRS." This is this is a former George W. Bush speechwriter. They're not doing that. On the way into work today, my husband was calling the bill the "once upon a time" bill, as he said it was a total fairy tale. And I said, "Well, maybe I'll use yep. that line, but I will give him credit for it." Um, I do want to point yeah. this out that the IRS staffing. These people are so vapid compared to other agencies. Uh, it's incredible. Call for number four. A, a total estimate of 165,000 employees. The State Department only has 23,000. The FBI at 35,000. And the Customs and Border Protection at 60,000. And who, do the, who does the IRS have to target? And we know this to be true, that they go after people, the majority of people, making $200,000 a year or less. And what does that lead to, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, there aren't 87,000 wealthy people in this country who, who can, uh, billionaires and who can go, who they can go after. So, of course, they're going to go after the middle class. First of all, good luck finding 87,000 workers. We're in the middle yes. of a historic labor shortage where we have, there are literally almost 11 million unfilled jobs in America today. You get 60% of small businesses can't say they can't find workers to fill a job opening they have. And so the answer of the federal at the same time, you guys are always bitching about the participation rate. So maybe if you pay more, more people will work. I'm just saying it's a novel idea. The government is to go and, and pass money to dip into the labor pool and take 87,000 workers out of the productive sector of the economy in order mm. to, in order to, uh, to uh, sick the IRS on auditing Americans. That, that doesn't seem either politically popular or, or very smart. I think the idea they're going to sell it on is they're going to go after billionaires who cheat. Well, you know what billionaires do? They have entire staffs that keep them out of the way of the IRS. But out of Syracuse... That's why... That's why that's- households with less than... That's why the IRS needs a comparable staff. As you just defeated your own point there. That's why they needed to staff up the IRS. That's the exact reason they needed to staff up the IRS. 
I, I want to say things and I can't. I got three minutes. I'm under three minutes. Right-wingers are morons. Right-wingers are morons. $25,000 a year in earnings are five times as likely to be audited by the agency than everyone else. Yeah. How do you defend that? No, that's that? exactly right. That's exactly right. So what this is, is this is basically a, a squeeze money out of the American people's pockets bill. They, they, they are one, they're, they're, hire, they're going to try to hire 87,000 auditors to go after us. And then second thing they're going to do is they're going to raise taxes on us. They're raising ta- Biden, this bill. Biden broke his promise not to raise taxes on people making four hundred thousand dollars or less. Uh, it's very clear the joint economic, uh, the joint tax committee found that it that it does. Um, and also the other thing it's doing, it's going. This is why it's going to make. I, it- I don't I don't think that's a thing. Fifty percent of the tax increases hit manufacturers. So w- the reason we have inflation today is because demand is outstripping supply. Biden juiced demand with a $1.9 trillion uh, COVID spending bill, which was really social spending disguised as COVID relief. And then the supply can't keep up because they can't find workers. So manufacturers already are having trouble because of supply chain issues and labor mm-hmm. shortage. And now we're going to p- impose a massive tax increase on them. How is that going to increase supply? It's not. It's going to depress supply. We, we What we need in this economy is less demand. And more supply. And what Biden just did is tax supply. When you tax something, you get less of it. it. Well, what's interesting is that the media had all of these pre-written. That wasn't that wasn't coherent at all. The media seemed to have. You you guys are right. Brain dead economics. They were all ready to go. (laughs) And there's they're they're everywhere. But yet still, that didn't quiet the talk this weekend of prominent Democrats and liberals suggesting that Joe Biden shouldn't run for office again. Senator Blumenthal was one of them. But Maureen Dowd in The New York Times suggested that this string of successes or wins that, that Joe Biden has should basically basically uh, give him confidence that he's done what he said he was going to do and that he should not run again. Last thought on that. Yeah, they're all sure, marine down. I like it. They can't openly say before the November elections that Biden shouldn't run because that'll depre- that, that's not what you say before going into an election. But as soon as this election is over, look, Joe Biden's problem, the reason why he can't run for re-election is because he's not only has... Core, he- I don't know if I said hi to you, but good evening. I'm glad you're here. I love your face. Countries say he shouldn't run again. So when you don't have your base and you don't have the swing voters, you're politically, you're dead, dead in the water. And but of course, they can't say that before the election. But as soon as this election is over, particularly if they get... I mean, he knows about dead in the water. He was a George W. Bush speechwriter. Oh, six seconds. I am free from my no profanity having uh, fucking prison that you put me in. It didn't take that long that time. 20, 30 minute stops. I think last time was like an hour before I could get through it. But, uh, it finished just in time for me to say, fuck this dude. Fuck this dude. Fuck this dude hard. The women out there don't, don't fuck this dude. Or, hey, with a haircut like that, he may, he may not be into the women. So like nobody fuck this dude. Like the don't literally fuck that dude, figuratively fuck that dude. What happened? Oh my fucking god! 
Well. Well, that happened. Another 10 minutes on the clock. Reset the counter. How'd I know somebody was going to do that? How'd I know somebody was going to do that? And right before, right before a story where I, I might need to cuss somebody out. Yeah, people are allowed to call in. Oh, I might not have the phones open right now. Yeah, phones are open now. Sometimes I just like I forget to pull up the browser that the that the phone is attached to. Cuz you know, I'm a I'm a stoner. But if somebody's in the chat and be like, "Hey, I want to call in." Like I open the phone lines up. What happened to that dude that was in our uh what was it, that was in the Discord being a dumbass? What was that guy's name? You might have got Alan Ray. I want Alan Ray. What's he doing? Tell this motherfucker to hop in the voice chat. Ah, fucking shit. No, I'm good now, right? Like, I've I've got my 10 seconds. Oh, because I've been sitting here silent for 10 seconds. That's, that's how you know I haven't fucking cussed. God fucking God! Let's see. Let's see if we can get through this story. FTC finds Utah-based apparel company for replacing Made in China tags with Made in USA. A Utah-based here. Let me let me see if I can make this a little bit bigger for you guys. A Utah-based apparel company was fined more than two hundred grand. After the Federal Trade Commission found the company replaced Made in China tags with Made in USA tags. In a news release, the agency announced on July 28th that lions not sheep. Oh my god. I know that fucking... Of course, of course, of course it was them. Did I cuss? Did I cuss when I was reacting to that? Do I have to reset the counter? I'm not sure. 
In a news release, the agency announced on July 28th that Lions Not Sheep and its owner, Sean Whalen, must pay 211000 for falsely claiming their items were made in the U.S. when they were imported from China and other countries. The news release said the agency voted 5-0 to zero to fine them. News of the fine comes after the agency filed a complaint in May. According to the complaint, the agency alleged the company put phony Made in USA labels on its clothing. Sounds, sounds pretty Christian to me. Or at least the American Republican brand of Christian. Sounds, sounds, sounds right on point. Along with the fine under an order from the FTC, Whalen and the apparel company must stop making bogus made in USA claims and come clean about foreign production. Under the order, Whalen and Lions Not Sheep must stop claiming the products are made in the US unless they can show that the product's final assembly or processing and all significant processing takes place here and that all or virtually all ingredients or components of the product are made and sourced here. USA Today reported that the company is known for selling pro-Trump and pro-Second Amendment items. Liars, not peeps. Right-wingers are absolute morons. That does seem pretty anti-Christian now that you now that you mention it. Lions not sheep. Now that you now that you say it that way. Cause because Jesus is their shepherd, aren't they supposed to be sheep? Aren't they supposed to be part of the flock? A free U.S. Constitution with every order. I really should get into the right-wing business. It'd be so easy to fleece these idiots. (laughs) I I have to not be as colorful in the things that I say. Wow. Wow. Still six minutes until I can say what I really think about these people. The family of Gabby Petito has filed a $50 million wrongful death suit against the Utah police. The final chapter in the tragic death. Oh, this is only like a 20 second video. Oh, the toxic masculinity starter pack. I love it. Nora O'Donnell, tell us about Gabby Petito. Gabby Petito was written today. Petito was the Florida woman murdered on a road trip with her fiancé. Today it was revealed that a notebook found with the remains of Brian Laundrie contained written statements claiming responsibility for Petito's death. The FBI acknowledged it is officially closing its... Oh, that wasn't that wasn't even the video that went with this story. Gabby Petito's family has filed a lawsuit against police in Moab, Utah, accusing them of negligence that resulted in the 22-year-old's death last year. They are seeking $50 million in damages. And you know what? I hope they get it. And I can't say what I... 
Ah, I can't say what I want about the police. Uh, fry bacon. Fry bacon. Fry bacon. Oh, meat cakes. No, this is not. This is not the countdown that you uh, that you instigated. I finally, I finally got through that one. But right after I got through it, a second countdown was instigated. I flubbed up like twice, but then I've I've maintained my composure. Yeah, this is the, this is the second one. I'm gonna try to come up with other fun games we can play like this. I like this. Adds a whole new dimension to the to the stream. <laughs> I'm all. I do. You guys agree? I hope. I hope they get their fifty million. Screw the police in Moab, Utah. Is that where it was? Moab, Utah. Where's 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 my Twitch at here? I am part of the Chris Dorner Appreciation Society. Hershey's. Says they won't be able to meet Halloween candy demand. If it's a Hershey's treat, Halloween might get really scary. The candy company said it won't be able to make enough candy to fulfill... To fully meet holiday demand this year. They won't be able to make enough candy to fully meet holiday demand... They say the problem is that people started buying more sweets during the pandemic and it hasn't slowed down. Not to mention the ongoing supply chain issues that got worse because of the war in Ukraine. Hershey's CEO said they can either keep stores stocked with regular sweets or ramp up holiday production and regular sweets won out. As for next year, Hershey's is adding more manufacturing lines for a comeback by next Halloween. Not enough child slavery. I don't. I don't like Hershey's chocolate myself. And also, like, if we can't have, if we can't have chocolate that is sourced humanely and in an eco-friendly way, probably core, probably just an excuse to raise prices, probably. I like your cynicism. I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't gone there yet. If we can do it ethically, is a big ask. Ethically is a big ask. If we can, if we can't have chocolate ethically, even I, who, who, like, I didn't actually say it. I didn't actually say it. I said fa, fa. I didn't actually say it. Still, still one minute on the clock. I didn't actually say it. Even I. Who, 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 do, do we need a replay? Does somebody have to go back on the, on the instant replay on that one? We're going to get children salty tears chocolate. 
I do like I do like I do like a, a salted caramel chocolate. I do, I don't think I I don't think uh, okay okay. I don't I don't think I actually said it. I don't think you could count it as a swear. And and now we're at ten seconds. Gonna make it. Hopefully nobody activates the clock again because this was the last story on my list. But then again, if you were to activate the clock, I guess I'd just go I'd go to my reservoir and get some more stories. But don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I guess if you want me if you want if you want if you want freaking free for all I just go I just go find store I gotta go find I forgot to put a forgot to put an animal video I've got animal videos don't worry don't worry I forgot to, I forgot to put one on here I've always got sh- I've always got shit in the reservoir. I almost I almost in, I almost almost censored myself. And I'm like, wait a minute, the clock's not going. I can say shit. I've always hell yeah, Sky Comet. I'm glad you shared that link. Thank you. If we can't if we can't have ethical chocolate, I I am for ditching chocolate. Uh, let's uh let's do goats. You want to do goats tonight's goats. You get goats. Oh, whoa. Whoa. That's some wild ass music under it. The sweetest dance moves from some goats here. I can't. There we go. I love goats too. Goats are awesome. I like the way meat cakes thinks. The world's fucked. Eat chocolate. I'm probably going to make a glass of chocolate milk after this. But if we can't have chocolate ethically, I'm all about giving up chocolate. Even I, who drinks three glasses of chocolate milk a day sometimes, whose favorite thing is chocolate. Like, people talk to me about fruity desserts and fruity, fruity, like... Oh, like, oh, you having a whole discussion about gummies the other day. And I'm like, I, I wasn't really a gummy person. I was eating chocolate. I love fucking chocolate. That's an adorable fucking goat. I had to turn the music off or otherwise like I'll get like copyright. Videos like this are done by these greedy ass companies. They want to just snatch up and monetize everything. Exactly. Go to the link that Sky Comet sent and you can get you some ethically made chocolate. 
I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, that is fucking cute. God damn. But I'm saying like, you know, we can get rid of chocolate if we have to. If it, if it, if it saves the planet, we can get rid of chocolate. I'd rather keep it though. I'd much rather keep it because I'm I am a chocoholic. Do you guys want to go see Tinfoil or do you want to go see Kai? We haven't seen we haven't gone and said hey to Kai in a while. You guys pick. You want Tinfoil or you want Kai over at Proudly Radical? Like seriously, I don't I don't know that I've I've raided into Kai in like months. Trump got raided. Lols. Somebody somebody's gotta pick a stream for me. Or suggest suggest a new one. Tinfoil, okay. Here's my fucking raid button. If you're watching on Twitch, you're heading over to Time for Tinfoil. I don't know what they got going on over there. Looks to be a. What, that's Ernie? (laughs) I don't know what the. I don't know what the fuck is going on. There's some Sesame Street or some shit going on over there. But I'm all about it. Go ahead, light one up, tip one bag. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.